You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's preview the wild card round of the NFL playoffs next on Fantasy Football Today and 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers, and I'm joined by Sienna Jod of the FFT DFS podcast with Mike McClure. You can also catch him on the Early Edge show on YouTube at 4 p.m. Dave Richard will be making an appearance on that one as well as they preview all things DFS and gambling related heading into the wild card round. And Sienna and I are going to be here through the end of the playoffs on Fridays to talk about some player props, talk about some DFS stuff, and Obviously, that's that's his area of expertise. So I'm going to kick off the show with just some more high level fantasy football questions before Sia gets into uh, his area of expertise. But I've got some big questions heading into the wild card round for every game coming out on the fantasy football today newsletter on Friday. And I'm going to have a couple of those here for you. And the first one is, what does the 49ers offense look like? This is something that you know, because of injuries really over the past three seasons, there have been a very few opportunities to see this 49ers offense as Kyle Shanahan dreams it up. You know, we've had the the Christian McCaffrey trade midseason here. We had Jimmy Garoppolo get hurt after Trey Lance got hurt. They're on their third quarterback now. And we've really only seen like one and a half games where Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and, and George Kittle are all healthy with uh, Brock Purdy. So that's what I want to see this week is stakes are high. We've seen this 49ers offense kind of go into turtle mode in the playoffs at times when they don't, you know, necessarily trust Jimmy Garoppolo to throw it 20 plus times per game. Are they going to do the same with Brock Purdy? Is there going to be uh, enough for Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Debo Samuel to all feed? Is Elijah Mitchell going to have a big role? So there's, there's a lot at stake for this 49ers offense, at least from a fantasy perspective. I'm also going to take a look and see if Trevor Lawrence can get back on track. He had that five-game stretch with multiple touchdowns, 14 touchdowns in those five games. Other than that, he had just three multi-touchdown games in his other 12 games, including just one touchdown passing over his final three games of the season. So going to want to see him turn things around here in the playoffs. And then what do the Buccaneers and, and Cowboys backfields look like? Are they going to keep going with the you know, the 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 guy that they trust, Ezekiel Elliott and Leonard Fournette, are they going to give Tony Pollard a bigger role with the stakes higher? Are the Buccaneers going to roll with Rashad White a little more? So those are the three things I'm keeping an eye on this weekend. See, why don't you uh, give us some of your top DFS plays for this weekend? Absolutely, yeah. So for everybody that doesn't know, and by the way, we just wrapped up Fantasy Football Today DFS, a show I do with Mike McClure. So go ahead and check that episode out because Absolutely. this week, Chris, as you know, it's so unique, right? Because it's the playoffs. We don't have a typical, you know, twelve or thirteen, you know, game slate, and so we have two games on Saturday and we have three games on Sunday. The reason that's so important, Chris, and I know you know this, but there's so much more strategy involved when you have just mm -hmm. two or three games or just a handful of games. So, uh, you know, what I like on the Saturday slate. And of course, the Saturday slate is the Seahawks against those 49ers that you talked about. And by the way, I think Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in the league. I've been beating okay. that drum for a couple of years now. Uh, the second game is the Chargers at the Jaguars, which was another game you were highly interested in, Chris. I'm highly interested in that Char Chargers-Jaguars game. Some of the plays I really like, both from a betting standpoint and from a um, DFS standpoint. Keenan, Keenan Allen. I, I love Keenan Allen. Everything about Keenan Allen, especially with Mike Williams being out, Keenan Allen mm -hmm. will be the guy. But another guy that you're going to want to look at. And it's kind of an obvious point, right? It's Austin Eckler. Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, I think they should be in your fantasy lineups, your, your DFS. 
you know, with Mike Williams out, I think it's just a couple more targets for each of those guys. I think the dump downs to Austin Eckler really get there. I think his receiving yardage total probably hits the over. Now, listen, if you play Keenan Allen, you play Austin Eckler, maybe you're also playing Justin Herbert in your DFS Mm -hmm. lineups. Those are high price guys. So you might have to fade somebody big and you might have to fade somebody named Christian McCaffrey. So that's something for the FFT DFS show, our reasons behind that. But I encourage you to check it out. I like those three guys a lot. On the other side of the ball, really like Travis Etienne. We, we know what the Chargers do against the run. Not much, allowing 5.6 yards per carry. Jacksonville, conversely, does some things against the run that are actually good. So you pass through them. But with the Chargers, you can attack them either way. So I like Travis Etienne and Zay Jones quite a bit in DFS. Yeah, what about on that Sunday slate? Sunday slate, we got the three games, obviously. Start with the Dolphins and the Bills. Not much to like here from a DFS standpoint, other than perhaps the Bills defense. We know the quarterback situation, offensive line situation with Miami is pretty troubling. Not interested in some of those hot ticket names like Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. It's that Giants-Vikings game where I'm going to get a lot of my player pool. Giants are three-point dogs, but it's a 48-point total. Give me Daniel Jones. Give me Richie James. Give me Jamar Chase in that in that Bengals-Ravens game and TJ Hawkinson in that Giants-Vikings game. I think that's kind of the core players I have. Most of them come from that Giants-Vikings game, however. All right, and then let's get some uh, let's get some player, player props. I know you haven't finalized things yet, but why don't you give us a sneak peek of what you're thinking? Yeah, some of my leans heading into the prop show, which, of course, is every Friday at 4 o'clock with Dave Richard, of course, uh, prop stars, and uh, Jonathan Coachman, the coach. I like Austin Eckler's receiving yards specifically. His receiving yard total right now across most books is 35 and a half. And I I just really like that number. It seems pretty easy. Now, running back receiving props, it is a little tricky, but we know Austin Eckler gets so much volume. And again, Mm -hmm. if Mike Williams is going to be out, we don't know that. But, you know, I I don't think he's going to play a full complement of snaps. I'm pretty comfortable saying that. I think Eckler is going to get a lot of work against Jacksonville's defense. I actually like, conversely, Austin Eckler's rushing total under, which is 51 and a half. You don't have to take both because, you know, it's kind of a little contradicting in a sense, but it's really not. I expect Austin Eckler to do... A lot in the receiving game. I don't expect him to do a lot against Jacksonville in the rushing game, especially with the emergence of Joshua Kelly. Give me Keenan Allen's over receptions of six and a half. Really like that one. It's it's a little juiced up to minus 135. I like that prop quite a bit. And then I'm going to take Travis Etienne's rushing and receiving total of over 97 and a half. He's getting consistent targets. It's not a lot of targets, but mm-hmm. it's a two to three, leaning closer to three targets a game over the past four or five against the Los Angeles Chargers, I expect him to get loose here and there. And I don't want to take his rushing prop exclusively because I think it's been, it, it's just a little high at 75, 76 and a half. So give me ETN's total rushing and receiving over 97 and a half. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing we've talked about a lot with Travis ETN, but it feels like he gets, like you said, two or three catches pretty much every game. It's not, he's definitely not Austin Eckler. He's not even the guy that we thought he would be in this offense coming into the season, or at least hoped he would be, but he's been a consistent presence. And we know the the Jaguars want to keep the Chargers offense off the field. They're going to run the ball a ton. I think there's mm-hmm. an easy chance for him to get to a hundred plus yards. You know, it's something that he did pretty regularly this season. And especially against that Chargers defense, that, like you said, 5.6 yards per carry, I believe. That is the worst team rushing yards allowed per carry in the Super Bowl era. So a historically bad Chargers run defense here. It's been that way for a couple of years. That's going to do it for FFT and five. Thanks so much for Sia for stopping by. Make sure you check out the FFT DFS pod with Mike McClure. Check out the early edge prop show on Friday at 4 p.m. on YouTube with Dave Richard. And we'll see you next time on FFT and five.